Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. That makes me Mike. And it's that time of year, folks. Ooh. Halloween is upon us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Halloween's coming all over us. For some, it's it's for some, it's an all-year <clears throat> affair. You know, I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those like Halloween. Like ah, it's the middle of June. I can't wait for Halloween. I call like, them Halloweeners. I know many people like that, and more power to them. I'm just not one among that particular flock. But I do love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday in many ways. It's a toss-up between Halloween and Christmas for me, I think. you know. Who doesn't like presents? Right, right. I mean, let, but, let's be honest. I, I, I enjoy the time with my family, but like Thanksgiving and Christmas, from to me are the best because i get to cook for everybody and we get mm-hmm. to hang out and just sit around and reminisce and everybody tell me you know things that they don't like about my house it's fantastic but you know with halloween you you have the opportunity to give out candy so you're giving you get to see interesting costumes um if you're a bit younger you get to go or you're younger or you're hip enough um, you get to go to costume parties and 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 socialize and 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 put together a cool costume, or you can just sit around in your home like a loser in a costume. You know, I've done that before, just to feel special. No one even came to my door to ask for candy, but I was dressed up in a costume. Damn it! I dressed up as a forty-something guy who sits in a recliner. That's what I dressed up as last year. <laughs> it was well, beautiful. Uh, this year, I expect that we'll probably have um, some trick or treaters. So yeah, I never get them because yeah. I live on like a back road and right. I, like the development that's across the street from my parents' house, I'm pretty sure that they're all like, "Oh, mumsy, I couldn't possibly walk all the way around to get candy," you know. <laughs> so they don't come around here. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? Like, an English colony? <laughs> Nah, just uh, you know, that was like a like a Richie Rich uh, type voice there. You know, oh, like that, that, like the people a... that lived in there, like those homes were mega expensive when I when we were kids. That guy was like, oh, those houses were so expensive. Now they're kind of like you know middle class probably, but mm. you know, I always bougie. assume that still I, sound I, a little bougie. Yeah, some of the kids that I that I went to school with that lived up there were fucking super bougie. Mm. You know, like like walking around with their nose in the air and like, ew, I don't want to sit with, I don't want to sit with those people, like those kinds that were on the school mm-hmm. bus and acted like, you know, everybody had lice or something. I don't know. Well, you just described my entire homeschool. I mean, I went to Hershey and that's truth. Like literally a third of the student body was like that because they were the children of doctors and lawyers. and Yeah. We always yeah, we always talk about the and stuff. we always talk about the kids that live across the street in those terms because the one kid like refused to ride the school bus or missed it every day, uh, whichever the case was. We'd see his father like ripping down the driveway with him and angrily driving him off the school, and 
And they go, oh, Mumsy, I, I missed the bus again today. Oh, Popsy's going to have to drive me to school. Oops. You know, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> That's what people really talk like. I was going to say, like, I've never in my life met anyone outside of a cartoon that talks like that. (laughs) And that makes so much sense because it's delightful to think about it, though. You know what I mean? (laughs) It is. But your cartoon consumption is such that it's, yeah. It makes sense that you would have that cartoon mentality about what's going on. Oh, that's hilarious. My second oldest child would agree with me on that. So uh, the both of us apparently have uh, a very similar uh, cartoon-minded theory mm-hmm. on the neighbors. So it is the Halloween episode. So we're, we're off to a banging start here in terms of Halloween-related material. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, which is on par for us. But I do have a couple of cool things. So... Um, because nobody uh, really had enough time to react, I don't think. And even if they did, our fans aren't the most vocal. Um, <laughs> and that's unfortunate because I feel like they could really add to the show. But um, uh, I had to reach out to some of our, our, our friends of the show and, and ask for their scary stories. And I got, I got some from my mom, <laughs> who I guess... Is she a friend of the show, or is she just my mom? <laughs> well, I would say that she's like the mom of the show. She's one. Okay. Yeah. One of, well, because your mom isn't really like she hasn't watched or listened yeah. at all. Yeah. So she's like the stepmom to the show. <laughs> <laughs> stepmom to show. I don't know. <laughs> I don't all know. Right. Your mom is one of the moms of the show. All one right. of the we'll, moms we'll leave of the it at show. that. All right. How about she's the den mother of the show? All right. I'll accept I think that. that. I think that's an acceptable compromise. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Amber has uh, shared with us some interesting stuff. And Jimmy, who, you know, I, I would be surprised if he didn't have something to share, uh, has a great story about growing up in a creepy house and uh seeing things in his room uh so we're going to be talking about all that today uh i don't know why i'm going over this like bullet points <laughs> yeah i i guess uh yeah. if you're interested in listening now you know the content if you're not well thanks for stopping by well how about we just edit that out and we'll start with with a fresh take on the halloween Did i don't we... really have any any like creepy stories for halloween i mean i have i have some you know, gory stories that I could tell about stuff that I've seen that would fit well into the Halloween genre. But I don't uh, look, first of all, I don't look at that as Halloween. And second of all, you have told many gory stories and Mm -hmm. I don't think they've resonated particularly well. Like who? With With anyone, with me, certainly. (laughs) And I have to edit it. So, you know, I'm probably the, 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 other than Jimmy, like the closest listener. Because our silent show. fans would never tell us if they liked that's it or not. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume that it's split right down the middle. Probably. Some of them yeah. like it, and some of them don't. I don't know. Gory. Gory without a horror element is just gore. Okay. If there was, if your stories involved like someone stalking through your workplace, slashing people up with like a pen knife, and you had to. What if you they know, were wearing a clown mask? Would that help? It might. All right, because like I could just change some of my stories and add those elements into them. 
Um, I prefer not there was to hear. a guy that we worked with who was a clown and this is true and he had the worst breath I have ever smelled and I just imagine the horror that he brought to little kids when he would go to their parties and like fucking breathe on them and they'd be like oh, I don't, don't want to go to the clown his breath smells like poo poo <laughs> like we called him the ass breath clown <laughs> no joke not to you know not really I guess to his face because like who does that that well, feels like also it's that uh, means you know you have to be in his face and smell his breath well I can tell you that uh, I was across the room from him on numerous occasions and uh, it was like being uh, directly in his face so mm. it was like that bad mm. like he ate a trickle triple decker shit sandwich and washed it down with a fucking shit shake or something I don't know it was bad Halitosis is no joke, friends. Trickle. He said trickle. <laughs> it's because triple decker. It's really hard for me to say today. Apparently, it's just it's it's been one of those days. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Gosh. I, so so Halloween, a wonderful time of year. Um. You know, you, you get your candy. You get your. Your, Kids say they get free candy, not realizing that all candy that children get is free. Right. Because those motherfuckers yeah. never pay for it. Yeah. Well, what they mean is I still they get, get free candy. They get a gi- gigantic amount of candy for free. All you remember once. when we were kids? Like, you knew which houses gave out the big candy oh, yeah. bars. And we would clean up, like, not grocery bags. Nobody was bringing grocery bags. You take, like, a pillowcase. Mm-hmm. And you get like three pillowcases full of candy by the end of the night. It just seemed like candy was like I don't know. Maybe we were just faster in those days. I don't know. I don't know. I felt like I cut cut a bigger swath of 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 the like we went to my grandma's house and then we went yeah, to like my aunt's house and then we went stops, to the neighborhood yeah. and we ran through the whole neighborhood and it was like it felt like Halloween night, like trick or treat night, went on for like six hours. Easily, yeah. I would agree with that. You know, it was crazy. And I remember it being dark the whole time, and now it's like, oh, yeah, we're stopping at 8. You know, I remember starting it was dark, and now it's like, oh, I'm really surprised that you're even allowed to do it in the dark. And that I feel like that's like starting at 6 o'clock. Like, that's barely dusk at this point. I kind of remember going to like one of the first places when I was a kid when it was still like at dusk and and Mm -hmm. just starting to get dark like and we would walk it was like a a family member of my uncle's uh, house Mm -hmm. so we'd stop there first and they always because like I'm pretty sure one of them worked for Hershey Foods they always had like the big candy bars and shit and we'd hang out there for a little bit then do their neighborhood and then make our way through the entire town and yeah we felt like we were trick-or-treating forever Mm -hmm. you know and yeah you just had like tons of candy and then I don't know about you. My parents would, you know, confiscate some of it, knowing that uh, I shouldn't be eating that much chocolate because I was hyperactive to begin with, you know. Well, and uh, then I'd find like some of it in like the following July or August, and it'd be all nasty and stale mm-hmm. and shit. And I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna still eat some of it, you know. <laughs> I would. Mine would be hidden. Well, not hidden, but rather stored on top of the fridge where I couldn't get to it. Well, I could get to it. And did frequently, 
Um, and then I would like hide the wrappers somewhere, <laughs> you know. Do you ever um, do like the lift up some of the trash and put it underneath the trash and yeah. then put the trash back on top of it? Yep. I'm I, sneaky because they dude, can't see through the bag. Dude, I still do that. If I like order McDonald's and I'm shameful of it, <laughs> I'll bury it a little bit. Like, like that's my secret eating stash, you know. <laughs> like, yes, I needed nuggets. I, I don't know why. I, I really just needed them at that moment in time. It was like, a, it was like, you know, like taking a mental health day. This was a mental health meal. <laughs> that should be legitimized. Let's let's normalize mental health meals. I, I think I, I we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's make that a thing for for twenty twenty four. Mental up. health meals. Yeah, mental health meal year. Let's share a spooky story from. Let's go with one from my mother to start with. So, let's see. She lives in, uh, well, she currently lives near Gettysburg. She says she was in the hallway of that house, walking in the laundry room, and a voice said hello in her right ear. There was no one home. When she first moved here, the, the okay, when I first moved here, the boys who were toddlers would play in the living room, but lots of times they'd stop and look down the hallway for several minutes at a time. Sometimes they would point down the hall. Uh, my niece said that there was something dark in the back bedroom, same place the boys were looking at. Once I went to see what was bothering my nephew or my grandson when that room became his because he was very restless in his sleep and he sat up in bed and screamed and said, "There, no, he's right behind you. I didn't see anything, but he insisted a guy was there. So he curled up. I curled up on the end of his bed so he could get back to sleep. He was maybe 12. Many, many times I have seen shadows walking behind my chair and down the steps. I can see them reflected in the glass doors of the entertainment center. Hmm. So this is this is the new house because, as you recall, the old house had some weird activity. I have never experienced anything unusual in the new house, so I can't attest to this at all. But my mom seems to be a magnet for this stuff. And I guess you could argue, you know, that maybe she is more likely to see it because she believes it, which is not to say it's not really happening, but maybe yeah. she, I, you know, I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I, I have to take her at her word, and I don't think that she's detached from reality in any way. No. She's, no. she's just more like tuned into seeing stuff that other people go that was nothing you know and i'm sort of yeah. i'm sort of middle of the way between those two things because i did grow up in a weird environment you know you become kind of open-minded but you also you know i i tend to try for realism so you know realism tends to include logic and logic tells me that you know if there were ghosts why aren't there billions of you know, like literally like trillions of ghosts, just the air is thick with them. Like, it everyone... may very well just be. Imagine how disturbing that would be if you died and like you were just hanging around your old house and there was people like banging and jerking off and like mm -hmm. doing crimes and shit. And you're yeah. seeing all of it because you're like you're on a different like 
in a, like a different dimension layer. or something different like layer, a layer. Yes. yeah 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 but you can still see you know what's going on in other layers and stuff that would be fucking crazy mm-hmm that would kind of suck, to be honest, and be like, that's uh, my fucking bedroom. What are you doing in there? <laughs> but there's other people whose bedroom it was, too. True. And they're all in there, like, well, some of them are probably, most of them are probably congregated in the living room and going, yeah, you might as well just hang out here and watch whatever they're watching on TV, because it's really better not to go to the bedrooms. You don't want to <laughs> see what's going on in Definitely there. Definitely stay out of the bathrooms. It's yeah. just gross. Oh, yeah. Don't even go in the bathroom. There's this one one ghost he's here. His name is Ned. Uh, he likes to actually hide in the toilet tank and scare people. Um, he, he likes to scare the shit out of people, basically. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! And uh, he's nasty. We stay away from him. Could you imagine, like, you get there and, like, the first thing that happens is you get taken to task for all the shit they saw you doing mm-hmm. first? Like, bro, I yeah. have a list. I have a fucking list. Yeah. Let's this, go over it from top to bottom. <laughs> heard, yeah, that's your life in review. <laughs> December 31st, <laughs> 2013. <laughs> do you remember that date? Because I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the debauchery I witnessed was shocking. You used an entire bottle of lube in one night. <laughs> How alone. is that even possible? Yeah, alone. <laughs> and an entire bag of pr- fresh produce. Well, at least it was fresh. Yeah. I was surprised when you fucked the lettuce. <laughs> Didn't know somebody could uh, open their anus that wide. It was amazing. It came out unscathed. Yeah, and then and then what you did with the coconuts was spectacular. <sighs> Sounds amazing. And the cactus. The cactus? Yeah, it was the finale. You shopping? You just get cactus. Uh, Hey, they're available. That's all. Is this the same place? Is this the same place where you got the marshmallows? (laughs) Marshmallows. What marshmallows? The cereal marshmallows. The hands, oh, the hand selected. Oh yeah, marshmallows. yeah, yeah, the yeah, the bag of, of marshmallows. Yes, the uh, the sad Amish um, yeah. cereal remnants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No joyful breakfast for you. <laughs> yeah, I like another. You can only have the crunchy sweet or the unsweetened stuff. For 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 Halloween, Amish just go around people. They just don't wear their hats. You know, it's like <laughs> I didn't recognize you at all. It's like traveling around in the dark because they don't have electricity and they're, you know, right. like it's fucking like unnerving to go up to their house. You knock on the door and everything's dark and yeah. all you see is like eyes peering out at you. It's just super creepy. Yeah. Oof. And instead of candy, they give you like boiled onions or something. I was going to say like hard boiled eggs. It's yeah. like a, a, a piece of wood and they're like, here, make something for yourself. Like if you're really not, if you really got lucky that someone has like some crystallized ginger that they've made mm, there you go or, or those... maybe maybe some of that good amish grown tobacco mm, that would not be a bad gift i would enjoy that i think it would be it would be interesting i mean because it's definitely like preservative and shit like that free so it's just yeah. like the most natural uh smoke or chew you ever had mm-hmm might mm-hmm. might be really good. Might be really good. I would good. imagine so. I, I've thought about growing my own tobacco and then ultimately decided that that's a 
That's a crop that requires a large amount to really get a, prop, a proper yield. Yeah, yeah. Do you realize how much you would have to grow in order to satiate yeah. your own need yeah. for it for the course of a season? You'd be like, well, it, I planted I like 40 fucking acres of it, so yeah. maybe I'll have exactly, enough. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like, there's no way in hell. And I'm, I am impatient about rolling my own cigarettes, right? let alone like tanning my own fucking <laughs> curing <laughs> the tobacco. You got to plant it you got to tend to it then you know it grows and you got to harvest it you got to have somewhere to dry it and everything else like by the time you get done you're like i've completely lost interest in tobacco because of this that's a good way to get people to quit smoking yeah, yeah. grow your own tobacco grow your you'll own quit tobacco. <laughs> yeah legalize it yeah you'll fucking quit i guarantee yeah. it <laughs> yeah what if they made that the requirement like like tobacco was incredibly incredibly cheap but you had to grow your own I am positive way. that people would like smoking cessation would become the the norm across yeah. the country because yeah. the only people that be smoking would be Amish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They'd be the outlaws all of a sudden because they're like, oh, we're used to this. It's yeah. it's fine. We do like, this all the time, every like, year. Or it would be like come on, like a cottage industry where people would sell pre-cured tobacco. But it, it, there has to be like all kinds of regulations on it. Like and stuff. knowing how obnoxious micro brews and everything have become, and like oh. boutique, boutique alcohol and stuff. Yeah. Could you imagine boutique tobacco? I'm, I'd shoot somebody. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. I, I, I don't care what you say. I, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you if you fucking ask me if I want another, you know, hand cured spring something or another flavor you know yeah. with a, a hint of hyacinth or whatever yeah, in it i'm yeah. like i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah now, i just it, want a cigarette he like blows smoke <laughs> in your face and goes because now do you smell the lavender and you're like no i smell your blood motherfucker <laughs> i'm about to anyway <laughs> i don't know what that was i missed my hand completely <laughs> i love the idea of a craft tobacconist <laughs> that is lovely it's it's a new industry it's a new industry because dude i guarantee right now we're predicting it trademark tm this is this is a tom and mike original (laughs) this is an original idea probably not but it is at least a a novel idea and that i have never heard it before so it's new to me therefore it must be out there in the world and it is inevitable that we will see it come to oh, fruition. Yeah. They have like they have like nihilist cigarettes. They just don't taste like anything. <laughs> yeah. Just like, yeah. Tastes like it tastes well, like fucking air. It's, it's like the pot <laughs> industry. It's like the pot industry. If you put growing into co-ops the way they do with weed, instead of instead of having like 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 Marlboro or Camel, it'd be like Sunny Sunnydale, California cigarettes, you know, and and you have to special order them, you know. And this is the Blue Mountain strain, bro. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like people would be like refining strains of tobacco the way they do weed for like certain effects. Have like, you ever had some of the Carlisle War College, dude? It'll blow your fucking mind. But it's just tobacco, right? Yeah, man. But you haven't really tried it until. Till you've tried, you know, yeah. like the war college, man. You, you gotta know the flavor is <laughs> fucking militaristic. I don't know. <laughs> when I was militaristic, when I was when 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 we were in in high school, I was hanging out with uh, this guy. Uh, you know it, knew him. Um, 
He was actually real good friends with you. We'll just call him Steve. Who gives a shit? Um, I was hanging out with Steve. And um, you hung out with Steve on purpose by yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that there were a couple other friends there, but we're going to. I, I would assume. <laughs> I would assume that in order for you to be around him, that there would have had to have been a buffer. There was of some a buffer. Sort. Yeah, there, there was had to a, be a buffer, buffer, but that buffer ended up leaving, if I remember correctly. Ah. And then I was stuck there for a while, but I ended up having an okay time. It was all right, but him and his one neighbor were there. And uh, he took a bottle, like a water bottle, and turned it into a cigarette bong. And then proceeded to inhale and, and clear a cigarette bong. And that was so goddamn funny. Like, you know, he put a little hole for the cigarette and then he put a carb in. And he didn't have a stem, so he didn't put any water in it. But then he just went... Filled that motherfucking bottle all the way till it was just pure white with smoke, and then inhaled it and was like coughing and coughing and coughing, and uh, it was. Uh, I, I ended up using that as a party trick for a while until I realized that using the real stuff's a lot more fun. <laughs> I still never forget him fucking having that little cayenne pepper or whatever it was. I don't think ghost peppers existed back in oh, the mid nineties. He, he sounded into his penis hole. <laughs> <laughs> don't remember that. <laughs> that would have been fucking amazing if he had. <laughs> urethral sounding with a pepper. Like your regular urethral sounding isn't edgy enough for me. I'm gonna stick some peppers down my piss hole. <laughs> I'm gonna chop them up real fine and get the seeds and stick them in there. Could you imagine how bad that would suck? <laughs> And then you're pissing out seeds. <laughs> That's a good way to, to, to grow them around your property, yeah. <laughs> Just go outside and piss yeah. a bunch of pepper seeds about. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you like It comes out of you like you're a fucking howitzer. Just one at a time. You can uh, you can water it with your tears. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Why does it hurt so much to pee? The salt, oh yeah, that's the, right. The the contents of salt in your tears is just ideal for growing <laughs> the peppers. <laughs> Pink peppers. And, and 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 to sting the inside of your urethra just a little bit more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the saltiness of your tears. Yeah, because my tears usually land on my dick when I'm peeing. Well, you're crying, don't forget, and he's probably looking at his penis like, oh, God, why? And that's the tears run into it, you know what I mean? I, I have to say, I mean, you, you're for, obviously you're familiar with, uh, with you know, the Alice in, in Alice in Chains. No, Alice in Wonderland story where she cries and the, the, cry, the tears flood the entire room. It's like, I don't care how fucking big you are. You don't produce that many tears, motherfucker. You fucking opium addict. addict. Sponge, SpongeBob does it all the time. But he's underwater. That doesn't even make, that makes even less sense. They take showers underwater. They swim I underwater. I Like in swimming pools. I don't get it. And he is a 100%, 100% absorbed with water at all times because he lives in the fucking ocean but you wouldn't know that by watching no you wouldn't you would assume that it was normal land physics are different for cartoon sponges cartoon sponges yeah yeah that's what i, I feel understand like, anyway i feel like spongebob uh 
is still somewhat of an anomaly, even in a cartoon universe, because he is underwater. And there are so few cartoons that take place fully underwater. I like the good old days when you had the snorks. The snorks. But as I recall, many of the snorks adventures did take them to the surface briefly. The snorks were just underwater smurfs. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think we all remember. You know, we've gotten completely away from Halloween here. We have totally gotten away from I Halloween. I mean, like, we again. could not have possibly been more on Halloween-y right there. Uh, then I, I guess he's speaking about the Amish and their creepy possible pagan Halloween rituals that they undoubtedly <laughs> partake in. Let's share a story <laughs> from Amber. So <laughs> you're like, I'm just gonna cut this off right now. <laughs> yeah, we'll just cut it off and move forward. So thank you, so, don't like a Ted. So Amber shared the following. She said, oh, the closet of no return existed in my house. It felt like a fucking portal. It used to be in my parents' room, but they could never finish cleaning out the closet. We also had problems affording trash, tr uh, covering trash bills. So, you know, I had removed so much trash and clothing from it, reorganizing contents, putting things away in other locations, and it always seemed full the same amount. Right after my birthday, we found a pair of jeans in there that was literally no one's size. We were confused <laughs> about that. No one left pants, and we asked everyone. People would look in there and somehow find their own stuff or pull out something I had never seen before. Like eight gallon-sized trash bags in the closet was still full on the bottom. I never felt like it mathed properly. The closet of no returns knows no dimensions. So that, that's an amazing story. It is actually really creepy, like super creepy, because you just picture like this closet that's accumulating things like like on its own. It's the portal to Narnia and Mr. That was Thomas. the name of the fawn. Yeah, was it? It was Mr. Tumnus. Tumnus, yeah, is fucking throwing shit in there, you know, mm -hmm. trying to keep other people from coming in because he's, you know, sick of kids. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Mr. Tumnus, Tumnus's wood is like a like Grand Central Station of portals from people's closets. <laughs> right? They're just everywhere. Every time he's like, every time I turn around, there's another fucking kid. I hate kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send them to the Ice Queen, and she can trade them for some very, very unappealing candy <laughs> i wonder if reading those books now would would bring me the same joy that it did when i was a kid i don't know would would your uh knowledge that they were thinly veiled christian propaganda change your opinion at all probably not it did for me there was a book and this is somewhat halloweeny because it was supposedly a scary book it was about uh pirates and these... it's called the bible yeah <laughs> it's full of zombies and such. And zombies and Walking Dead. Zombies and and incest and <laughs> bestiality and murder. It's <laughs> 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 my favorite horror book. It's also my favorite comedy book. See, it's so versatile. My favorite fairy tale. No, it was called Under Blaggard's Moon, which is a hilarious title in and of itself when you yeah. think about it. But it's not a word you hear very often. It was a pirate book, and like I got to about maybe 
I want to say it was about a 600 page book and I got to a baby about page 200 and realized that it was blatantly suddenly becoming a Christian propaganda book like mm. right in the middle of a scene a guy bows down and starts accepting Christ into his heart and I'm like oh boy what did I just buy or I didn't how buy did I it. not see this coming how did I not see it coming right so I returned into the library the same day I was like yeah I'm done with this <laughs> you know <laughs> went on Amazon and gave it in one star reviews like yeah this is a sneaky motherfucking book <laughs> but I'll never forget it because I was liking it until that because it was actually well written but I don't like being like manipulated in that way so fair enough you know fuck that shit but, fuck it but so what do we think about this 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 five and a half minute hallway style closet what did you just call it? Five and a half minute hallway. It's a reference to a book called um, House of Leaves. There's okay. also a band called Poe. Uh, the sister uh, of the author is the lead singer from the band, and she wrote a song called Five and a Halfway, a uh, Five and a Half Minute Hallway, which is a like an allusion to that book. But it's in the book. It's a. It's this hallway exploration where they can see one end of the hallway and then they can see the end of the other end of the hallway. It looks only like maybe 50 feet, mm -hmm. but it takes them five and a half minutes to traverse down it. And they, they don't understand how or why. It's like the it's growing as they move, but when they get to the end of it and look back, it's the same distance. So it's like some kind of bizarre warp of space-time. That's a mind fuck. Yeah. Well, the book is a mind fuck. I, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show, but it's an it's very Halloweeny. It. This is a book that, by page three hundred, it is no longer typeset the way a normal book would be. You'll flip a page, there's one word. You'll flip another page, there's a block of text. You'll flip another page, there's an, uh, an entire series of footnotes that are related to one another upside down and printed in red. It's ridiculous. Hmm. And it, it, it toys with your senses. As you're reading it, you know, that you're, you're reading a narrative within a narrative within a narrative. There's three separate authors commenting at the same, it's all one author. But it's three separate voices that are making footnotes based on the original text. And it's 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 almost worth reading four times to get each one of these perspectives. There's an entire chapter that talks about echoes and how and why they work. And the reason why it does is so that it can give you the the real like drop of that's why it was so weird that there was an echo in this little tiny space because in order for an echo to exist there has to be a, a significantly large amount of space for sound to move right mm -hmm. so it's it's an extremely bizarre uh disturbing book um especially when they start bringing the minotaur into play and your brain just gets it gets it gets wrapped up in it and you start like looking around your house in the dark corners and looking for shit you know so highly recommended book of the week book of the week book of the week i, I couldn't possibly do a book of the week every week because i uh, would never dude. read a book a week 
now, dude, I I couldn't do a book in a month. I'm serious, dude. I I've, might be able to do that, but well, it depends. It depends on how much time I decide to dedicate to reading before I go to bed. I guess I don't know. A book of the year club. <laughs> book of the decade. Yes, yes. Once a year, I read 100 book pamphlets and just. Oh yes, yes. Book of have... the score, four score. <laughs> I I am part of a reading club. Oh yes, you read books? No, no, pamphlets mostly. Mm. <laughs> pamphlets occasionally. We do read. Uh, I read pamphlets flyers. about actual clubs that read books. It's quite yeah. interesting. Is <laughs> I enjoy Cat's Day reviews of reviews of reviews mm -hmm, of yes. books and films and other products that I do not consume myself. I do enjoy reading uh, reviews on Amazon periodically. Oh yeah, that's great. Those are those are <laughs> yeah. awesome. Uh, I love I love uh, a really salty review. There's nothing quite like a really salty review. Mm -hmm. Someone is pro is like almost professionally angry about stuff. <laughs> professionally angry. <laughs> There's our that's our series. There's our episode title. A level of anger that's. I feel is beyond amateur. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am now being paid for this anger. You're like Lewis, you're, you're Lewis Black in it. Yeah, yeah. Being angry as a professional. I have tuned in all my anger. Start my course. Come to my uh, seminar this weekend at the Holiday Inn. And, <laughs> and I will teach you how to channel your anger into money. That sounds legitimate. It does. You have two microphones pointing at you right now. That is It's because, taken me all this time to realize that. Yeah, that's because I'm having issues with them. So I'm sort of doing a double compensation thing. Like one will pick up more of the, the, the one and one will pick up more of the other. And then between the two, it'll sound more even. Because oh, okay. I've noticed with this one, it drops out occasionally. And with this one, it sounds too far away. So... This is like a backup for when this one decides not to respond. Wow. And then eventually I just need to replace the the the, the, the panel, you know, or, or repair it or something. I don't know what's wrong with it. Couldn't tell you. It's not my uh not my forte. So Jimmy wanted to share a story with mm -hmm. us. He said, I lived in this house in Middletown. Downstairs apartment and an upstairs apartment. We lived on the upstairs. Later in life, my dad said it was an eerie house to live in and had a weird premise to, uh, presence. Anyway, this house uh, had to have dated back to the 1800s, probably around Civil War time. I think because Middletown had some underground railroads. Anyway, my bedroom was in the far back apartment of the apartment. There was a door in that room that my dad said led to the attic. The staircase, it was was weird. It went down at first instead of up. It kind of spritzed around and then, I don't know what that means. I think that's an autocorrect. I'm imagining a staircase spritzing. Spiraled, oh, spiraled. Okay, that was an autocorrect. It kind of spiraled around and then turned a corner and then went up to the attic. Anyway, I had a rocking chair in my room that my mom used to sit, used when I was a baby. I was probably around six at the time we lived there. In the middle of the night, I would hear this weird noise like whispering in the chair rocking. I would wake up in the corner of the, and in the corner of the room in the rocking chair was this really old, creepy looking lady. 
uh, rocking back and forth, scaring the hell out of me. I think she was saying things, rocking, pointing, just doing creepy shit. Well, I screamed and cried my eyes out for my parents, but when they came in, she was gone. They had to stay with me until I was asleep again. This happened often for weeks. Not like every night, but often my parents decided to switch, and often enough that my parents decided to switch rooms with me because they realized there has to be a problem. When my parents moved into that room, they said they never saw anything. My, my dad said he never slept well and felt an eerie presence every night until we finally moved. Mm-hmm. After I moved the next to, into the next room, I never had an issue again. It was just something was in that room. Definitely there. That, dude, thinking of that from a six-year-old perspective, is that is utterly terrifying. Like, yeah. how, how... I would have shit my pants, man. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, that sounds like a nightmare. Then, And it makes you wonder, like, was it a nightmare? Or was he, you know, you know, seeing something? There was a reason for time travel to be invented. This would be it. What, to see little kids' scary shit? I, I would love to know if this was, like, like what, it, what the actual, you know, scene was. Like, I'm not saying what he said isn't the actual scene. You know what I mean? Like, being able to see it through a grown-up's eyes instead of a kid's eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Would be, would be interesting. Well, here's my guess. You'd see something different, but the same thing. Meaning that, like, it's like Pennywise, you know? Where uh, it takes on the form of whatever scares you the most. You know? And the reason I think why... And if such a thing existed... Let's say such a thing existed. It's Lucretia. The reason why so many people as adults wouldn't see anything at all would be because our fears are way more complicated than when we're kids. Yeah. You know, I'm not afraid of a monster. I'm not afraid of a person. I mean, there are things about a monster or a person that could find creepy. But what scares me is like... You know, socioeconomic futures. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 or the environment. Like, you know, you give me a good apocalypse dream, and I wake up in the fucking cold sweat. But monsters eh, and a aliens, boner for some reason. Aliens, nah, not so much anymore. They don't. They don't. I'm afraid of people, because people are the ones that do all the damage and fucking, you know, maim and kill people and shit. Ghosts and monsters don't do that. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, do you typically have dreams in which people are like, you know, I have dreams where I'm I'm being attacked or something, but usually usually my dreams are pretty isolated to just like stress dreams about being in the military again or something. I have dreams about having sex with people I hate. Is that yeah, weird? that's common. That's very yeah, like common. people that I fucking hate, and I'm like, is yeah. that like a power thing? Is that like me being like, yeah, I got power over you because I'm fucking you now? Your brain is like, <laughs> or is my brain like, ew, yucky. You're fucking somebody you hate. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe part of you just wants to have sex with them, and you don't know why. <laughs> it but, must be a really repressed part of me that only comes out when I'm asleep. Right. Well, you know, you, yeah. you, you can't make that up, right? Like, I mean, it's coming from somewhere. Or, I mean, dreams, I, I don't know. I talked to this one dude once who said that he thought that dreams were like uh, a way of filing away stuff, right? Like, um, you know, all the, the different 
information that comes slotting into your day throughout the day, all the sexual frustration, all the uh, all the, the the funny stuff, all the weird stuff, all the stuff that you subconsciously noted but didn't really pick up on. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of goes, all right, we got to slot these into categories and put them away. And your brain makes a fucking narrative out of that, right? And I'm jazz handing it up to just demonstrate. I like that. But, uh, yeah, it's just a filing and organization system that happens to, to turn itself into a narrative in real time for you. Hmm. Um, it's like flipping. It's like a flip book, right? Like one of those animated flip books where you would draw a picture on every page and then go. And suddenly your dude was masturbating or whatever it was that you drew. I'm, tip, I'm assuming because you drew it that it would have been a masturbating guy. Uh, something like that or a, a penis a you know growing and then turning into a rocket and flying off the top of the page or something, that know. sounds like something i would draw That's, i mean yeah. i would probably be in that same vein i uh in fact my my wife was writing down crocheting instructions and i was doodling the one night and drew all kinds of penises all over the paper and then somebody else came into my house that wasn't supposed to see it and and immediately walked into the room and looked right at it and started laughing (laughs) and i was like yep that was me i was playing dungeons and dragons in high school with this uh this group and one of the one of the people who were playing, I guess he didn't get enough sleep, so he fell asleep under a table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I drew a picture of a big dick in his face, and I I took time and crafted that penis with such exquisite detail compared mm-hmm. to the picture, compared to the picture of the kid himself, who I wasn't as good at drawing. And uh, my other friend August looked at it and goes. I think you just like drawing dicks. It was like super bad. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Just drawing like giant veiny triumphant motherfuckers. Didn't you ever see the movie Super Bad? Uh, I'm allergic to Michael Sarah, and I don't really care for Jonah Hill very much either. So, <laughs> well, you know, you missed I mean, that because it's, it's pretty funny. I know it's supposed to be funny, and I know it probably is. It's not is. supposed to be. It is. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying that I don't enjoy those two people together in particular. You know, I just think they're both kind I get of it. shitty. Hey, you don't have to explain your your uh, your lack of wanting to see it. I just asked if you had seen it. Well, a simple no would have sufficed. No, I have Thank you. Seen it. All right. Well, they they drew a lot of penises on stuff apparently, and that's. Big veiny triumphant motherfucker is like uh, one of the funny uh, descriptions of it. That's all. I've drew, uh, I've drew, I've drawn enough penises in my time that uh, I've gotten pretty good at it. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's all about attention to detail. Yeah. You have I think to vaginas, be... not so much. Boobs, ah, I'm kind of middle of the road on that one. Boobs are mysterious. I uh, I one time I went to Catholic school as did my brother and uh, there was a math paper that we were given to take home. I think I was like in third grade or fourth grade, and it had like a picture of this you know knockoff Bugs Bunny on it, and I drew boobs on it, and I tried to erase it, but apparently my fervor of drawing boobs, which was just like circles with like other circles inside of them. I couldn't quite erase it. And like my mom was gonna help me with my math homework and I like snatched the paper up and ran around the house. And she had to like tackle me to get a hold of it. And then I cried because I was like, I got boots on the rabbit. 
That's a good memory. <laughs> there was a guy uh, I was in middle school with, and we we are friends now, but in middle school we didn't like each other. And um, he was drawing something, and I was like, "Oh, what are you drawing there, Chris?" And he goes, "Nothing." And he kind of pulls the paper away. And I, I go to reach for it, and like he tackled me and like grabbed my throat. And uh, and later I found out it was he was drawing a picture of a naked woman, and 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 it was like oh you know, and and then uh, I was he doing, should have been like it's a naked woman that would have been cool. Then I was in another class where I was doing the same thing, and he was in there, and he decided to rat me out. Um, motherfucker like, a, like an asshole and you fucking hypocrite yeah and and um <laughs> it's funny as hell because when the teacher said what are you drawing tom i said an airplane <laughs> with boobs well it was like some girl whose legs were spread or something so i guess i thought i could pass it off as like did a you even plane. have any idea what a vagina looked Not like at that point yeah no like that shit was a mystery i was like it's just a thing there i don't have any idea what that looks like and then well you know when you then, find out you're like oh my god my that's mom, what it is my mom was I told my mom because I was in the, that phase of my life where I was guilty about everything. Oh, so man, I, was... I, I, I enjoyed the instant gratification of getting yelled at for something immediately instead of waiting for them to find out and then getting my ass whooped twice as hard. It wasn't even, so, about, it wasn't even yeah. about the gratification. It was just about the uh, I wanted to be uh, like absolved of the guilt absolved of the guilt yeah yeah so i came home and told my mom and the most upset she was was that he went to our church that was the thing that upset her was that that teacher was our also our our, our church mate and uh like i was like who gives a damn <laughs> like who cares she's gonna get up on the pulpit and be like i saw tom drawing a naked girl with her legs spread, and he got the anatomy all wrong, everybody. And that was, you know, that was how it was going to happen. And your mom's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> I like that your picture of my teacher was that of Falkhorn Leghorn, essentially. I just, I was just imagining, like, in, in your uh, in your schoolboy mind, that, like, you're making it the worst possible <laughs> oh, thing yeah. that it could possibly be. Oh, and yeah. it's so outlandishly off-center that <laughs> that's the way that it looks, you know? Everybody at church is going to know that I don't, that I draw naked girls and things. When I was in, when I was in catechism, uh, one day there was... Meanwhile, it would have turned the priest on, so who knows, you know. No, my priest was actually a really good guy. Uh, one of the few, in my opinion, but he was a great guy. But um, he was, uh, he had like a, a catechism class that we were in as as i was getting ready for my confirmation and he he had like us all write down our worst sin on a piece of paper and then uh fold it up and, and put it in a, a a thing and and i was like i wanted to write down masturbation because i was convinced i was going to hell for that at the time right and and instead i wrote down like picking on my sister <laughs> and then <clears throat> I put it in there, and I thought he was going to pick them out and read them. 
you know. <laughs> I didn't know what he was going to do, so I'm picturing he was going to read them. I was like, well, that's benign. You know, I'll throw that in there. And and then he just tore them all up and threw them in the trash. And like, I need to know who wrote Masturbation. I'm interested to talk to you. Yeah, it, well, but... <laughs> I, I know, your guy was a good guy. I was just thinking about I, priests in general. I was, I was so... Like, I remember once he tore them up, I was like, oh, well, shit, man. I wish I would have wrote down the bad one. How but, am I ever going to be absolved of this if I didn't be truthful? Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were you actually confirmed? I was. Wow. And I mean, then, you went further in church than I did. And then I stopped going to church after that. I stopped yeah. going when I was 14. I didn't even bother getting confirmed. I quit before that. Well, you went to Catholic school, so yeah. or you went to Catholic school, so, so like the confirmation process is a little more drawn out in Catholic. School. Would have been eighth grade, and I left Catholic yeah. school in uh, after fourth grade. Yeah, I so. was I was raised Lutheran, so it was like sixth grade or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it was I little... did do the Holy Communion though with the most uncomfortable fucking shoes I've even worn to this day that uh they were just terrible it's like these blue they had to be like blue loafers and they were leather and they were so goddamn uncomfortable it was unbelievable i suffered for mm -hmm. my communion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know why you had a problem with you couldn't just put on different shoes because th they wanted us to have specific colored shoes and everything else to your first holy communion like it was oh, a whole big for the first fucking thing yeah it was ridiculous it was like, and like okay. the worst fucking shoes ever you get your little wine and your biscuit and then you come back and well, we were allowed right. to have wine yeah it was just it was just the fucking you know the 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 wafer all right, well, so you Which actually tasted pretty damn good. So you get your little biscuit, right? And then you go back to the back and was well, like a shoe return back there. I, I wish there had been. Like um, they spray no. it like and then they I put just, it back. Those shoes came off and I never put them back on again. My parents probably spent like 20 bucks on a pair of shoes that I wore for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I was like, these shoes fucking suck. <laughs> Throw them out. I obviously didn't talk like that back then, but. Uh, but you, you know, now. these shoes are butt. Yeah. <laughs> I want to stomp on the priest's head with them. Uh, I'm going to throw these at sister. She's mean. <laughs> Spooky Halloween communion story. Yeah, yeah. Top notch. <laughs> once Shoes again. that were too tight. Oh. Once again, demonstrating <laughs> that we cannot possibly do topical material no matter it's how not, hard yeah, we try. it ain't happening <laughs> yeah we've really 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 failed that i don't even want to try the improv thing that i had in mind <laughs> we might oh as well tell God. them what it was though <laughs> so i thought it'd be funny to do um like a pantomime game where um like i have a, a costume in mind and then I have to like make nonverbal and visual cues to demonstrate what the, the costume is. And then you have to guess what the costume is. And then I realized that's terrible audio hell for anyone who listens. And I think a good half of our, of our audience are listeners. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's like ruining the episode for half. We could of play a game of like, um, you know, uh, twenty questions or something like that to try to figure questions. out the the uh, the costume. You know what, dude? I'm actively against Halloween as an episode at this point. I don't even give a shit. We told the stories. 
<laughs> uh, we just, didn't tell all of them. No, but I don't feel like telling them now. I'm I'm kind of pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I am, and I don't know why. I'm I've been turned like, against Halloween by this episode. I, I I I'm I'm salty about Halloween, and I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't I don't have an answer for you, buddy. I mean, I'm still I uh, I I am expecting that I will be seeing pumpkin stuff for a couple more weeks and then I'll get to see like turkey shit for a very short period of time. And then it'll be Christmas. You know, well, when I say I'm salty about Halloween, I mean the episode itself. Like I'm salty about our inability to put together like like a cohesive themed episode ever. With the, you know, and the thing is, is that we did a really good job with 200. Yeah. You know, but here, here's our Halloween extravaganza. Fucking, I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about, but it's been decidedly not Halloween-y. <laughs> and I'm hanging on that because it, it's like, oh my God, we're terrible. We're it's such anti-Halloween episode. And that's what last year's episode was. We even said that it was. It was so unscary. I feel like it's a pattern. I mean, oh, you know what? All right. So we, we got to bring this up. I found this thing on Reddit, and it was this seal. Did you listen to it? I did not. Oh, well, you, okay, so listen to it now, and then I'll play it. The seal watch a bunch of Popeye cartoons? It sounds like fucking Bluto. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, that's a, supposed to be a seal. It's like, hey, 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 hey. You know what it made me think of? It made me think, it made me think. Well, first of all, it's terrifying. Yeah, uh, well, obviously, if I was like at night working at the place where the seal was at, mm-hmm. you know, like if assuming it was in a zoo or like an aqua theater or something like that, and right. that shit started making that noise, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, you'd be <laughs> run terrified. the other way. Yeah, you'd be terrified. But but someone pointed out on Reddit that it sounded exactly like the like the uh, manifest uh, democracy guy. Mm. So it's All like succulent Chinese meal. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> that is truly the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> So did you know that there is supposedly a cryptid running around Antarctica? It's about the size of a dog and it's spider shaped. They're called striders. I saw it, but I I didn't know like under I don't understand the the veracity of this because it looks oh. from what I've seen, it looks like it's fake. Well, it's first of all, it's a cryptid. So I mean right there it tells you about all you need to know. It's 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 probably something very easy to explain that isn't anything like what these stories are you know like it all started with these blurry pictures of what looks like something like a spider walking along uh like a like a an ice shelf but i mean you could have easily taken a picture of that out your window and just said, well, that's Antarctica, but all you see is, you know, white snow. So it's like, it could be anywhere. It could be anything. 
and you know photoshop being what it is and 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 now even video editing being what it is you can fake anything so it's really unconvincing when someone shows me this blurry fucking picture you isn't know? it like the most amazing thing that we can have crisp amazing photos mm-hmm. of like mars right and shit like that but when it comes right. to mysteries on the earth it's always like a fucking picture that looks yeah. like it was taken with a potato camera yeah yeah and you're like i don't understand that that and bank surveillance cameras always the worst right the one place you need a high resolution picture you don't get it i mean you're talking about a fucking <laughs> bank this is literally yeah. money they are money that's the business is money you would think that they could pop for something just a little better. He's either got a goatee or he was eating a fudge sickle before he came in. We can't tell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a man, woman, human, I don't know, three to six foot tall. We can't really tell. It's hard to tell. Only fortunately, we only capture three frames a second. So it's really hard to tell. <laughs> Which direction he was turning. (laughs) It's like bank cameras, ATM cameras, all that shit is always Mm -hmm. the worst. Mm -hmm. But yes, we have amazing pictures of things from outer space and shit. And like the most hostile environment, the temperature is, you know, 460 degrees on the face of the planet. And they've got like this beautiful picture of this scenic Mm -hmm. landscape. It's mind boggling that it's like that. Maybe somebody at these fucking security place need to talk to nasa about their cameras i don't know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i don't even think nasa i think literally like the dispensary (laughs) probably has better cameras (laughs) you know yeah i don't understand what it is about banks and shitty cameras because every time you ever get like a ufos and all that shit too it's Mm -hmm. never a picture like no matter what they're always taking with like a fucking digital camera from 1996 or or the cameraman has been drinking all night and is shaking like a leaf (laughs) you know he was running haven't you ever heard of steady cam <laughs> yeah dude seriously just hold it steady for three seconds can you do it for three fucking seconds no oh my god yes yeah, set it down there you go oh no because you didn't look through the viewfinder now we're looking at a tree you fucking moron like if you're actively a bigfoot hunter Mm-hmm. One would be inclined to assume that seeing a Bigfoot would be a momentous occasion for you, something you'd be excited for, something you would actively want to partake in, not that you would run screaming from it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I've never been a Bigfoot hunter. I've known Bigfoot. I knew a Bigfoot hunter. And, I mean, he wasn't, like, into the scene, but he wanted to be. And uh, he admitted that they're terrifying. So I, I think... I think that, you know, you think you're all bravado and everything until a seven and a half foot tall humanoid but biped Fair enough. with covered in fur comes charging into your woodline. And then you and, realize it's just an NBA player with a coat on and you're like, oh, man, you got me again. Shaq. Oh, shit, it's Shaquille O'Neal. You got me again every yeah. fucking time. Why are you hanging on the woods so much? He's wearing a <laughs> ghillie suit. Oh, just come out here. With a spot. I need to get away from things. That's what Shaq like to do. <laughs> Is that your Shaq impression? That was my Shaq impression. <laughs> I don't care how bad it was. <laughs> it was very special. That was it, very it, It'll special. bring laughs. That's all I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I will. But so, it was, yeah. 
absurdly terrible. <laughs> well, let me hear yours then. Hi, I'm Shaq. How are you? <laughs> oh boy, my name's Shaq. <laughs> Look out, Goofy. <laughs> I play basketball. I fuck your mom. I'm terrible at free throws. Who knew? <laughs> Tell me a lot. <laughs> he was actually like uh, historically bad at free throws. Was he? Yes. Is that a basketball term? That is that is a, a basketball fact. Basketball facts. Fact. I keep looking at this picture of this fucking seal now. That is disturbing enough in and of itself. Mm-hmm. As grainy as it appears. Yep, that's what it looks like. And then it sounds like <laughs> fucking uh, manifest destiny and a. <laughs> And Bluto from a 1940s Popeye cartoon mixed together. <laughs> Sounds like a mean old drunk yelling from across the street. Yeah, there it is. Ha ha. To me, it sounded like that succulent Chinese meal dude. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, some 800 pound seal starts talking about receiving his penis, I'm out. <laughs> that's what one of the comments was. Oh, God, that's fucking funny. Oh man, good stuff. So, with a Halloween in mind, and yeah, we've done a great job so far sticking on point. Uh, do you have a spooky, kind of dark mm. song for this week to yes. go with the loosely go with the theme? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that my uh, my song is probably more. Um, on topic than anything else has been so far it for is. the most part it is except for the uh except for the listener slash um um matron of the show uh stories which were actually poignant mm-hmm. i went with uh something that this is amazing uh, as you just heard part of it there my song this week i went with something that uh, i drug from uh, with me from Google Play Music, if anybody remembers that, uh, Google Play Music uh, had like playlists, and there was this one called Grandpa's Nap Time. Mm-hmm. And um, when Google Play Music ceased existing, I was already using Spotify, and I carried the uh, the torch for that particular playlist, and this was one of the songs. Uh, which none of this has anything really to do with it. I just felt like sharing all that information with you. <laughs> it's called Fair Gloomy. Enough. Yeah, it's called Gloomy Sunday mm-hmm. from Artie Shaw and his Gramercy Five. Now I have heard that this song was sung by possibly Billie Holiday. Uh, I've heard other versions of it, but this version that I'm listening to here, I'm not actually sure who the vocalist is on it, and I don't see it anywhere either. Well, it's, it's but, the one that you linked me to. It's yeah. a female vocalist, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's um, basically a song about uh, somebody losing a loved one and then more or less contemplating joining suicide. them in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it is very dark, but it's um, also like super good. I think it's, you know, it's it's just a hauntingly good song. Let's play it now. Sunday's gloomy. My hours are slumberless. Dearest, the shadows I live with are numberless. Little white flowers will never awaken you. Not 
spot where the black coach of sorrow has taken you. Hauntingly good. It is, and I, I think of, I think of, my, it makes me think of my grandmother. Um, and I'm not saying that to make fun of you, but this is something that she would love because um, I the remember- The playlist is called Grandpa's Nap Time. So yeah, I get it. Enough. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I remember playing some Matt Berry for her when we were driving my from you know her house to my, my parents. And uh, she really liked it. And I remember her saying uh, she likes music that tells a story, you know, and, and I think that this is something that she would have absolutely adored. But uh, yeah, good choice this week. I am uh, after I initially uh, chose another song because I'm a bonehead and forgot that we were doing a Halloween episode. That was my that was my choice. Yeah. So my week, my choice this week, my week, my week, my week. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> uh, so my selection for this week is a song called Your Eyes, My Teeth by a band called Mimotone. And you've listened to it. It's I have. disturbing and creepy it, yes. and plodding. And it feels like it's like got some industrial um, mm-hmm. feeling to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like yeah, but it, it it's very uh, what's the word that I'm the word that I'm looking for here? Like it's it, it feels like it is kind of all over the place at certain points mm-hmm. with the uh, with the way that the tones go and the sounds and everything, which it's a little yeah disorienting. Yeah, it is disorienting, yeah. and the whole album is like that. It's a very disturbing album. There's one song called Ritual. That is like, um, it's there's no vocals in it at all. It's just this soundscape, and I fell asleep listening to this album. And that when I woke up, that was what was playing, and it was like I thought I was going insane. It was like having it was like a terrible nightmare happening. Lovely. Yeah. So, but yeah, very creepy. And as far as I can tell, I haven't like read the lyrics in a while, but I think it's about someone eating someone's eyes. I feel like that would, um, you know, the title would make a lot of sense that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's listen to it now. creepy stuff i always think of it like the year is 2231 you're on the moon you're in a bar and that's what's playing someone is up there on stage playing that music and that's totally normal (laughs) you know like like they're just so far ahead of their time and weird and creepy and someday people will be just listening to that I truly hope that the that the future, uh, if it does end up being some crazy dystopian thing, follows suit with uh, Fallout, and we get to listen to lots of '40s and '50s music. Do you know why that is? Like, do you know the lore behind that? I do not. They never invented a transistor that in that world. 
Hmm. So there, the advent of personal uh, electronics never took off, which meant that kids never got into rock and roll, which means that the the music really didn't like grow or or evolve nearly as quickly as it hmm. would have otherwise. I did not know that. I yeah. just. I, I mean, I guess that makes sense for why the, you know, like a lot of the other technology and stuff was also very much uh, arrested in its development. Mm-hmm. Clonky. So and, to speak. And yet they have master fusion. So, you know, it's an interesting dichotomy. Uh, that's a just a neat world. Um, well, I certainly hope that if anything like that happens, that we get that kind of world and not a Mad Max type place pretty sure you're gonna get uh, somewhere a mix between mad max and walking dead minus the zombies mm. unfortunately you're gonna have negans and stuff i can have dreams yeah don't shit on my dreams i'm not shitting on your dreams (laughs) i'm i'm being a realist i guess that's shitting on your dreams (laughs) yeah a little bit you know it's okay I, uh, if, if there ever was a nuclear anything that would happen, I would probably head towards it instead of trying to run away from it because I think it'd be better to die sooner than to fucking linger on forever with like terrible fucking diseases and, and shit and like body parts falling off and stuff, you know? Yeah, but you really want to go into the blast zone because otherwise yeah. you're going to die of horrendous radiation poisoning with no yeah. one to help you. And that's going to be way worse than anything. I don't think you can run away from it, though. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if there's a full scale uh, event, I think that it's, you know, there may be people that survive, but it's it's going to be terrible. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just remember reading about the Demon Core, which was um, like a uh, radioactive, like, Neutronium or something like that in this little lead casing thing mm-hmm. that these researchers like accidentally exposed themselves to for yeah. too long and their skin was just falling off in patches and shit by the end and I, I, I think like I'd rather just be blown up yeah yeah I'd rather be blown up we always want to take the that. easy way out yeah with that kind of stuff you don't want to fucking linger no no you have to let it linger <laughs> Did you have to pull my finger? <laughs> oh my god. Uh well I should call it. Yeah, yeah. We're uh we're not getting any more Halloweeny than we already have. Uh Halloweeny. 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 Look, I could uh, keep on, you know, saying nonsense and uh, continue to trek further away from Halloween. But uh, I just looked at the time, and we are out of time, so that's going to have to be a story for another time. Maybe next year we'll uh, we'll pull some Halloween together. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you.
giving it to you like that last little bit of darkness that we gave you talking about radiation sickness and skin falling off in patches maybe look up the radium girls and stuff and check some of that stuff out if you really want to be disturbed uh that's some crazy real life scary shit yep okay bye happy halloween fuckers Thank <laughs> you.